Hello and welcome to Real Life Ghost Stories episode 45. Hello there. To kick things off this week, we need to thank our gorgeous Patreon subscribers. Are you ready? I am. We would like to say thank you to Evelyn. Uh, to Trevor L. Melissa Dixon. The junior is it. Whoop, Yay. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's the gorgeous Joe and Lucy who are, is Dan's little brother and his gorgeous wife. So thank you, you beautiful people. Sam. Uh, Nick Tarpley. Katie Ben Dixon. Mark Lax. Tom Realitz. Kirsten, no, Kristen McLeany. Rosalind Thu. Tho. Don't know two. which it is. Two? two. Rosalind Thu. Yeah. Caroline Coughlin. 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 <laughs> we are really struggling today. <laughs> Brittany Hedgepeth. Uh, Luke Cladere. You're saying that with a question mark like I meant to know. Kaylee. Simon Moats. Yay. And who's Simon? Simon's my friend. Amanda Marquez. Meenong. Marshmallow Knight. What a name. Uh, Morgan Young. God, we really fucked that up this week, didn't we? Should we do it again? Mm, I don't know. Nah. Should I sing it? Nah. I don't know. Let's not bother with that. Thank you all so much for your Patreon pledges. As always, we love you and we appreciate you and we are grateful for you every single month and always our film review this week and i'm so bloody excited are you ready (laughs) yes i'm ready our film review this week is us it was released in 2019 it has 7 out of 10 on imdb and 93 percent on rotten tomatoes would you like a little synopsis i would love a little synopsis accompanied by her husband son and daughter adelaide wilson returns to the beachfront home where she grew up as a child Haunted by a traumatic experience from the past, Adelaide grows increasingly concerned that something bad is going to happen. Her worst fears soon become a reality when four masked strangers descend upon the house, forcing the Wilsons into a fight for survival. When the masks come off, the family is horrified to learn that each attacker takes the appearance of one of them. What were your thoughts on this film? I did really like it. It didn't quite grab me as much as I was hoping it would, but it's still a really good film. Why do you think it didn't grab you as much as you thought it would? I think because I kind of, I don't know, I kind of got the twist instantly and it kind of ruined it a little bit. I hate it when that happens and you're (laughs) like, well, I don't need to see the end of this now because I know exactly how this is going to pan out. Whereas I I didn't. I kept guessing and questioning the whole way through and you were like, I know what's going to happen. It's super, like, it's really creepy and the suspense is definitely there. And there's also some sort of lighter-hearted moments. Yeah, uh, I think that it we'll takes a lot to get real comedy into mm. a film. And I think Jordan Peele does that really well. Yeah. I loved this film so much. I know you did. Loved it. It absolutely petrified me. The idea, I think, of doppelgangers or like coming face-to-face with somebody who's like a vaguely shitter version of you, it, it just really freaked me out. Like, it really, really traumatised me. That's the being hunted thing as well, isn't it? Being hunted as well, I'm not a big fan of. I mean, in my day-to-day life, (laughs) being hunted is not one of my top ten things to do. The way you said it, though, is if you get hunted all the time. (laughs) Babe, I do. Okay. Okay, I do. I just don't sing about it all the time. Anyway, yeah, loved it. The, The woman who played Adelaide and also her doppelganger was amazing. Was absolutely stunning. She was outstanding. Loved her. Yeah, really good. Loved really her good. a lot. I thought all the performances were good, actually. Yeah. Like the key characters, anyway. Everything I want to talk about is too revealing, so I'm just going to talk about the dad. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so I really enjoyed the portrayal of the dad here, um, in that he was a bit of a goof. 
and he had all the comic re- he was all the comic relief pretty much all the way through it yeah he was um, and he wasn't a particularly manly man which was quite nice yeah he was a bit of an uh, he was trying to be a dad like trying to be a stereotypical American dad and and, and not really and <laughs> failing miserably yeah. and actually leaving the, the kind of bulk of the physical action to his wife yes <laughs> just being like your mum can handle it it's fine she'll kill all those people there is that great moment in it as well where the family argue about who's going to drive the car and the way they argue is whose kill count is higher yeah. and I loved it because it was so ridiculous yep. and their whole their whole situation was so ridiculous that it sort of became normalised for them really quickly because it was mm. so weird I loved it. I thought it was really, really clever. No, it was really clever. It was really clever. I just, I think I had really high expectations going into it. And then the, ah, moment came right at the beginning, which it wasn't supposed to for me. No, it really wasn't meant to. (laughs) And I really hoped that it wasn't that. So you'd have something to be like, whoa, can't believe that happened. And then when the twist was revealed, you were like, well, said that an hour and a half ago. Yeah. But it was really, it is really well done. It is really well shot. It is scary. In, in the soundtrack is outstanding. Soundtrack's really good. Um, and, and the twist is great, actually. But I just got it before I was supposed to get it, which is yeah. just a bit frustrating on a personal note. But I really, I did really enjoy it. Do you know, what you, do you want to know what the most traumatizing thing about this film was for me? <laughs> what was that? So I spent a while looking at the double family, the second family, yeah. going, what's wrong with them? Like what's the, why do they look so I don't different? Know where this is going. What I don't they're the same but they look so different. I don't understand. And then Dan was like, "Emma, they have no eyebrows." Do you want to know why that traumatized me, Dan? Why did that traumatize you, Emma? Because I don't have any eyebrows. I know, <laughs> I know you're aware of this, but the average listener to this podcast is going to be unaware of the fact that I have no eyebrows. Okay? My eyebrows are drawn on every day it's something that i it's a it's a burden that i have to live with the fact that my face looks like a fetus when i've got no makeup on and i'm okay with that but it also means daniel it means that i am the shit version of myself (laughs) i am the shit doppelganger of myself there is like a much better version of me somewhere in the world who has real eyebrows for a start and probably has a much better life okay how weird is that very very weird. Very weird. So what would you give this film out of five? Four and a half. Why Why did you drop half the star? Because it wasn't as good as I was expecting it to be. Oh, I'm going to give I it a five. I think Get Out is better. <gasps> I see. Mm, I don't think... I think they're very different films, obviously. They are two completely different films. But I don't think Get Out is better. I think they're on a par. And I'm going to give it a five. Ooh. Ooh. Imagine me enjoying a film more than you enjoyed it. That's so weird. I did really enjoy it. I was just dampened. Like, my enthusiasm for it is dampened by the fact that I kind of figured it out. Yeah, you got it straight away. And I don't think I'll be the only one to be honest with you, which is a bit frustrating because I think if you're going to do a twist... Make, yeah, you need to do a big M. Night Shalamalam twist. Make it so at least 90% of the audience isn't going to figure it out in the opening scene. On, online, I put up on Instagram, obviously, that we were doing this film and lo- loads of people commented. And some people were like, it was awful. It was really polarising. People were either like, mm. this was stunning. Or this was really boring. Not even just awful, just boring. Well, that's interesting. I wouldn't have found it boring. Mm, Which really interested me. Mm. But I guess if you don't... I don't know. If you don't buy into what's happening to that family, then that's it. From the very beginning. Like, I think it traumatised me so much because I was sitting there going, what would I do 
if I came face to face with clearly I'd come face to face with a better version of myself and that's that with eyebrows but what would I do in that scenario when it really freaked me out so so your family all the shit versions of all the rest of your family members would wouldn't have eyebrows but then your shit version would why would my shit version what your, your other version of you would have eyebrows so everybody else wouldn't oh yeah and in my family one yeah. that would have the proper eyebrows no and I don't looking, think all everybody else would be looking at him going Oh, she's not that scary. I don't think my brother John has eyebrows either. Oh, okay. John, if you're listening, let me know. He's not listening. <laughs> let me know if you've got eyebrows. <laughs> I might text him in a bit and say, have you got eyebrows? Just FYI. The thing that I would say is that if you're not into this, if you're not into this film and you didn't really enjoy Midsummer or the other one that's slipped my name, the other Ari Aster film. Hereditary. Hereditary. If you didn't enjoy any of those films... Um, I don't think the next 10 years of horror is going to be your bag. Yeah, it's, it, it's like you said before, when we watched Hereditary, like there's a new kind of dawn in horror. Yep. Everything's changing. It's Jordan Peele versus Ari Aster and mm. any, any pretenders to the throne that appear in that time, I think. Not that I'm pitting them against each other, but I am. I kind of feel like you are. <laughs> they might be listening to this and be like, oh God, I didn't know we had to fight. And now they have to fight and they're going to be really traumatised. Are you ready for this week's stories? Yes. On the topic, I wasn't going to do this topic as always. And then we watched the film this week and I was like, this has freaked me out so much that I need to know more about it. So our stories this week are all doppelganger stories. Uh, Real life doppelganger stories. Real life doppelganger stories. Do you think that doppelgangers exist? Yes. So do you think there's... yours in Canterbury. You've seen mine? <laughs> I told you about this before. No, you haven't. I have. I said when we were living at 158, I was like, I've just seen a spitting image of you. She's even wearing the same coat. No way. I did say this to you. Do you know, you're not... She had real eyebrows. (laughs) She was my better version of me, fuck's sake. You're not the first person to say that. I um, had a friend who used to call me every so often and be like, just seen you in town. Do you want to go for coffee? And I'd be like, I'm at home. Like, I'm not in town. And the first couple of times I was like, haha, it's obviously just, you just saw somebody who looks like me. And then it happened so often that you used to be like, I need to find this girl. Like, who is she and why does she look so like you? Then another time, I don't remember who it was. It was like a friend of a friend or maybe a friend of my sister's or somebody was out and ran into this girl and went up to her thinking it was me. And it wasn't me because oh, I wasn't out. Yes. So I don't know who this girl is, but girl who looks really like me, if you're also listening... Don't hit me up because I don't need to know about your eyebrow game, okay? But you don't have photographic evidence, do you? No, I don't have any photographic evidence Whereas my of this. doppelganger is on tape. Who's your doppelganger? I don't know who he is, but if you watch PWG... Oh, I've pro, seen this. Pro Wrestling Gorilla, Battle of Los Angeles, night one, no, night two of 2015, you'll see him. He's just sitting there by ringside. Definitely not me, he never been there. But it, he does look does really look, like you. Really that is like quite me. alarming. <laughs> Maybe we do have doppelgangers. Maybe yeah. everybody... I know, like, in terms of genetics and whatever and the amount of people there, that there is in the world, there has to be somebody in the world who looks like you. But the stories that I found for this episode, they aren't just people who find people who look like them. They're people who experience people who are trying to be either a member of their family or somebody that they know. Oh, no. Which... Gave me the heebie-jeebies after watching this film because now I believe now I'm fri- I'm actually actively frightened of doppelgangers. That's my new fear. But first, what we're going to do is we are going to talk about what a doppelganger is, a little bit of history, a little bit of its usage, a little bit of why it's so scary. And this comes from a guy called Stephen Wagner. This is his little breakdown of what a doppelganger is from LiveAbout.com. Are you ready? 
Let's do this. A doppelganger is a mysterious, exact double of a living person. It's a German word that literally translates to double walker or double goer. A doppelganger isn't someone who just resembles you, but is an exact double, right down to the way you walk, act, talk and dress. A friend or even a close relative who encounters your doppelganger will swear it was you, even though you can prove you were not in the location the double was sighted. Sightings and reports of doppelgangers have been around for centuries, and a great deal of superstition has developed around them. Traditionally, they have been viewed as a sinister or even evil entities. Seeing a doppelganger has also been considered an omen of misfortune or bad luck. Most often today, however, as reports of doppelgangers show, they seem to be neither sinister nor evil, nor do they herald streaks of bad luck, although some have been known to cause mischief. They just seem to be going about their business as if they're normal human beings. And perhaps they are. Many reports of doppelgangers are probably cases of mistaken identity, but such an explanation becomes harder to accept when they are seen by best friends, siblings and parents who know the real person intimately. It seems hard to believe that they would be fooled by another person who simply resembles the original. And how likely is it that they would have the exact same haircut and clothes as is so often reported? Another explanation for the phenomenon, and no less mysterious, is bilocation, a psychic projection of yourself in every detail that can appear in another place. This phantom self can even interact with other people. Doppelgangers are frequently used as a plot device in literature, television shows and movies. They are often evil in nature, but sometimes they are used for comedic effect too. Art is another commonplace where this phenomenon can be found, as is the case of museum doppelgangers. One of the most famous examples of a doppelganger is in Edgar Allan Poe's short story, William Wilson. In this tale, the main character meets his doppelganger as a child. He is persistently followed by the copy who causes trouble in the character's life. And when the main character tries to do evil or unethical things, the doppelganger tries to stop him. But in a rage, the protagonist kills his doppelganger. But he realises that it is a reflection of his own self. While doppelgangers are usually associated with bad luck and ill omens, coming across a doppelganger does not have to be a terrifying experience. It is certainly strange to find someone who looks, talks and dresses just like you, but speaking with a doppelganger can be a rewarding experience. It might give you a unique insight into areas of yourself. Doppelgangers are one of the strangest and most interesting paranormal phenomena. Imagine there could be someone out there who looks just like you. So, before we get into our stories... Yes. Clearly, I have at least two people in the world who look just like me yes. and who have the same coat. Yes. Probably better eyebrows. I'm going to let that go. Never. <laughs> what would you do if you met your doppelganger? Because this guy is like, talk to them. I can tell you now that I would not be talking to them. What I, would you do? I always thought the law was that if you saw him, he died. I thought if they caught up with you, like if you saw them yourself, that was it. So like loads of other people can see him. But when the moment you see him. I think my feeling about that is based on the time turner in Harry Potter, though. That if you see yourself, it's not a good thing. Yeah, but that's the, that's the actual self, though. That's not... Yeah, I suppose that's not the doppelganger self. But is do you think a doppelganger is like another version of you? I like the projection idea. Or it's a... That's what I was going to say. Or it's a psychic projection. Yeah. I have thought about that psychic projection idea before. And I do wonder sometimes about whether that is actually something that could happen. But then I think about third man. <laughs> <laughs> A joke. And? 
And what about third man? The fact that you don't believe that the third man theory exists? No. Or... <laughs> not, okay, so not the fact that I don't believe it exists. The fact that I've dug myself such a hole with the third man thing. Caroline is going to love this. <laughs> that <laughs> I can't support any idea that's similar to it because otherwise I'll come unstuck. Right, I see. So you, yeah. you, you refuse to acknowledge anything that even slightly resembles the third man theory. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because Fair potentially... Enough. There's a slim chance I might have been wrong about the third man thing, but I'm not going to ever admit that. As a tiny, <laughs> tiny chance that you might have been wrong. Tiny. <laughs> not probable, but maybe. What if your doppelganger's sole purpose is to actually replace you? No, I see. I can't do... What does that even mean? Like, I cannot... Do, I'm already so when freaked you, out. So when you meet each other... They're, you, they're you like, go. eat you or something. No, you die, and then they just take over. But what... Surely it would be like... Imagine if either a slightly better or a slightly shitter version of me came home. Like, you would know. You'd be like, you know, those parents with, like, changeling stories who are like, this isn't my child. I know I'm not your child. That would be weird. But you know what I mean. You'd be like, this isn't my girlfriend. No, but that's the point with doppelgangers, isn't it? Because they don't go... All the sightings of doppelgangers from family are like, I saw you. And it's only your conviction and you being somewhere else that dissuades them from the fact that they had a conversation with you. None Ooh. of the stories about doppelgangers say, well, I met someone that was really like you, but I had kind of nagging doubt in the back of my mind as to whether it was you because they said such and such or because their eyebrows yeah, were Yeah, I guess. Or because their eyebrows were suddenly <laughs> stunning. Well, anyway, right? So okay. ho- hold that thought because Nathan Gibson... That was me holding the thought, by the way, not a ghost, just in case. Yeah, weird weird noise. That was the universal symbol for but holding a thought. We're also becoming apparently aware that I make a lot of noises off mic that sound really out of place on the recording. And then everybody's like, what's this in the background? Oh, it's just Daniel making a noise. It's just Dan making noises. So Nathan Gibson on Ranker put together a really helpful list of doppelganger Reddit stories. So people had posted in like paranormal thread on Reddit being like, has anybody else experienced stuff like this? So I went through them. I was reading all these doppelganger stories and some of them are really short. So this, you know, you're going to have more than usual shorter stories. I'm just going to start. Are you ready? Because I don't think I am this week. Yeah, I am ready because I want to see what comes out because I've got stuff to say on this. The first one is from a Redditor called Quiet Voice 4846 Now, I have a feeling that we might have read this on a Patreon episode before. So definitely didn't do it on a main episode, but the story is one that I recognise. Are you ready? Yep. Late at night, I usually go to the bathroom multiple times, but for the past four days, every time I go to leave, I can see myself still standing in the mirror from the corner of my eye. It is like the other me is watching me leave the bathroom. It terrifies me to the point where I almost run out without looking directly in the mirror. I never told my husband about it because I didn't want to acknowledge it out loud. Earlier today, I took a nap in our bed while he sat in the chair next to it watching TV. When I woke up, he told me that he had seen me sit up and crawl backwards to the edge of the bed and stand up in front of our bedroom door from the corner of his eye. He thought it was weird that I got up like that because I'm in the last month of my pregnancy and I can't really move so well without it hurting. So he tried talking to me. When I didn't answer, he looked at the door to find me not there and still sleeping in bed. I got really creeped out and I finally told him about what I've seen in the bathroom. He thought it was creepy as well, but didn't want to really talk about it anymore because he thinks it will give whatever it is power or energy. I've no idea what it wants or why we have both seen it. So, this is a Patreon story that I read a couple of weeks ago, but 
I think it's very important for this episode. What? You're making faces. What? I can say this without spoiling the film. This is a very good segue from the film to Doppelgangers. Because she's in the House of Mirrors when she has a traumatic experience, isn't she? Yes, she is. Yeah. Mm. Mirrors. Funny that, isn't it? Well, it kind of... Weird things happening with mirrors. Wow. It begs that question about your whole theory around mirrors being like a window to another universe or whatever it is you think it is. (laughs) I don't agree with it. You can see the complete disdain across Emma's face right now. (laughs) Mirrors don't freak me out. Not that bothered. Like, whatever. But this sounds like psychic projection or whatever the fuck that thing is that was in the introduction. Hmm. Imagine, like... Why would she be crawling backwards off the bed? That's so weird. Or it's almost like she reversed. Yeah, it could be like she a, reversed in time. Like they rewound, like a tape being rewound. Yeah, because maybe she crawled onto the bed. Yeah. When she was getting into bed, yeah. it's just so strange. Is this a doppelganger story? That's the question. Is it a doppelganger story or is it a? I'm gonna say. <clears throat> you don't think it's a doppelganger no. story? Okay, so let's try another story and see if you think it's, it's very, doppelganger. Um, it's very unusual for doppelganger stories for the person who's being doppelganged if that's the verb that's the phrase to, yeah that's the, the verb doppelganged <laughs> to be um, for them to interact with them themselves until the end mm, interesting Are you ready for another one yep this one comes from Geobite on Reddit I remember one Sunday morning my brother and I were watching Card Captor Sakura on TV and someone knocked on the door We lived in an apartment building that was empty except for us. The owner hadn't rented the second floor. Ours was a two-bedroom apartment, a kitchen and a bathroom by the door, a small apartment but with a big window that faced out to the door. So when I heard someone knock, I checked the window and saw my father. Or so I thought. I was going to the door to open it. When I was about to unlock the door, my mother pulled me away and screamed at me not to open the door because I didn't know who it was. I told her I saw my dad. She freaked out, going to the window and checking, and then checking the peephole. She started to get terrified, and she said to go to the furthest room in the apartment and not to come out. She went and woke up my dad, and my dad got up angry and confused. We told him what we saw, and the man was still knocking at the door. My dad shouted, who is it? No answer. He said he would call the cops. All the regular threats, but nothing. We saw while my dad was busy screaming at him that he was just standing still in front of the door. So my mom took us to the furthest room from the door while my dad got ready to open the door with a metal bat. Once he did, the man was gone. My dad goes out looking everywhere around the apartment. The apartment door was a heavy metal door and was always heard when somebody came in and out. But we heard nothing that morning, and nothing when my dad opened the door. We heard no footsteps either, but my brother, my mother and I saw that man that looked exactly like my father. So what do you think? Slightly more sinister. Very sinister. Kept knocking as if he was trying to get in. But why? Because he's a black-eyed kid. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I, do you know who I feel most sorry for in this? Who I would, the person I'd least likely to be in this situation is the mum. Because she has that, she has the double fear factor of coming down the stairs thinking that her kids are just letting in a random man. But then also being the first to realise that the man looks like the dad and the dad is upstairs. Because so the wonder, kids don't know 
The kids don't know that the dad's upstairs, do they? They obviously think he's gone out or yeah. whatever. I wonder, I don't know what my first reaction would be. Like, you know, when people talked about the black eyed kids and how they got that overwhelming feeling of like anxiety and dread mm. before the kids knocked on the door. I wonder, was that why she reacted so strongly? Because I don't know, if I saw you at the door and I thought you were upstairs asleep, I think I'd assume that you had gone out. Mm. You know what I mean? And you were coming back and didn't have your key and I just hadn't realised. I wouldn't think... Unless she'd literally been woken up from the sleep next to him Mm. by the door knocking. And then was like... That would maybe be the only time that I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's very weird. I just... It's very weird. The whole thought of it makes my skin crawl. But why was he so intent? Like, when the dad come down... He's still knocking. And it's four people, four separate people who have witnessed it. It's not just like... Still on the doorstep and then gone. Yeah, I don't know. But good man on the dad, baseball bat, that's what we want, blunt objects. None of this knife malarkey. Very true, blunt objects all round. So what do you think was the end goal for this doppelganger? Why did it want to get in? How did it know where he lived? I think that doppelgangers are inherently attached to us waiting to take over but then but why bother why would anybody want my eyebrowless face because they don't have an existence a fulfilling existence until they've achieved their goals sorry are you actually a doppelganger (laughs) (laughs) if nobody can see this Dan dan just went into a zone there he was like monotonously staring into space it was it was actually quite concerning no I was just trying to piece together my idea that I was that I was thinking about but we'll go into that in more detail after the rest of the stories because I need to make sure they all fit into my own narrative okay right do you want another story then to <laughs> yes, fit it into your narrative this story comes from another reddit user which is oh I've linked it in the description I can't be I can't be bothered saying this username out when I was nine I stayed home sick from school I distinctly remember that I wasn't actually sick, just playing hooky to avoid mean kids, as I did a lot around that age. I awoke from a nap, turned on the TV in our living room, and scrolled through some channels when my mother suddenly leaned over the bar and stared at me without saying anything. I'd been awake for a few minutes at this point, so I can't rightly blame sleep paralysis for all of this. Now, whatever this thing was, it was entirely identical to my actual mother. It sounds weird to describe, but it's as if the only difference was that this thing pretended to be my mom, but had never felt a single emotion in its life. It was unsettling. It beckoned me, and I attempted to talk to her as I would my mother. She kept beckoning, refused to answer, and that's when I sensed something horribly wrong. The whole scenario felt disgustingly familiar. Naturally, I started screaming at this thing to answer me. It just kept beckoning. I bolted, running out of the room and into the yard, yelling for help. My mother, the real one, had been working in the yard and came rushing over. I told her what I had just seen and she soothed me with easy explanations that it must have been a fever dream, but thankfully stayed by my side the rest of the afternoon as I was a nervous wreck. That's a rank story. Why is that a rank story? Because it's just like, I think as when you were a kid, like, I think my dad might have done this occasionally to wind us up where he's just not, where he didn't answer us when we were asking him and it's the most frustrating thing in the world and it becomes very um sorry is your dad a doppelganger as well no. what's happening no no today? no no just like just to wind us up like just, just ignore you yeah like. yeah just to be like funny and then it gets to that you get panicked by it because it's not something that your parents normally do is it there's they even if they're telling you to shut up and go away they normally respond to you don't they yeah by telling you to shut up yeah. and go away <laughs> so that must be it must have been really freaky and i yeah and the mum's outside the actual mum is outside. Yeah. 
working in the yard. Yeah, and he didn't know that. So it's that the only thing that made again, it's the only thing that made him unsure was the lack of conversation, which is what I was saying to you earlier. Like it's normally you don't get that sense of the other people don't get that sense that there's something different about them. But do you ever get like it's not often that you have people who get close enough to them or like have conversations with them. It often seems to be like a fleeting glance or I thought I saw you walk into a room or whatever it is. It's not really, you know, we sit down and have dinner and have a conversation. And then you realise the other person has been like in fucking Japan or something. (laughs) You know, whatever. Is that where your doppelganger with eyebrows comes from? Maybe. Mm. I don't know. If you're my doppelganger with eyebrows, I really want you to write in. (laughs) So I can avoid you forever. But again, what's the purpose here with this doppelganger? But everything, why, like if you are an entity or whatever, or a human, whatever you are, and you're going to attack somebody, why are you knocking on doors? Why are you just beckoning? Like, just get in, attack them, do whatever you need to do, go again. Maybe it's the process of being invited in, though. Yeah, but they're like, why are you thinking they're vampires or black-eyed children? Why not? And well, why not? Actually, we're talking about the fucking we're talking about doppelgangers and the paranormal on a paranormal podcast. Indeed, why not? I don't know. I just feel like if if it was sinister, then surely they would have just done something. Well, maybe all these paranormal things are actually really, really British. And Too polite, to, and they have to have a good set of guidelines to live by, and actually not asking to get into some like it doesn't matter about like poverty or anything like that. But as long as you say please and thank you and ask before you do things, that's what really matters. That is what really matters. So maybe all these poverty tra- doesn't matter. No. Homelessness, no. who cares? <laughs> Diseases doesn't matter. As long as you say please and thank you and cue appropriately. Absolutely. Somewhere in the world, there's a line of doppelgangers <laughs> waiting to knock on the door at various different houses, just waiting to enter into our world politely and nicely. And the, there's one human is who is aware of them, and it's like no, sorry, and they're like okay, sorry. We'll, we'll just wait until you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's that's how we're being protected from the world of doppelgangers. Do you want another one? Yes. We've got two more to go. Are you ready? Yes, ready. This one comes from Ultra Hot Lasagna. Ooh. What a great username on Reddit. I love it. When I was in middle school, I was at a friend's apartment she lived in with her mum. Her mum was cool and let us party there. And she was always at work for long and late hours. There was a couple of us there, maybe six people or so. Everyone was in the living room except for this couple who were in the mom's bedroom with the door closed and the lights off. Maybe they were just having a nap. Okay, maybe they were just, yeah, having a nap. We all had gotten pretty baked. I had just made myself a snack and was walking to my friend's bedroom, which is right past the mom's room where the couple was. As I walked past the mom's bedroom door, out of the corner of my eye, I saw the door opening from the inside and a partial face or head that looked identical to my friend's mom, who was not at home. I didn't really think anything of it, since there were so many people in the small apartment, and kept walking and sat in my friend's room. A minute later, the girl who had been screwing around in that bedroom came out and yelled at me and asked me why I had kicked the door open. I told her I saw someone come out of there, and she was adamant that I had walked by and kicked the door open. The more I thought about it, the weirder it was. I thought she was messing with me at first, but the person I saw didn't look like anyone that was there at the time. It looked so much like my friend's mum. If it were her, it would have meant that she had somehow snuck back into the apartment after being gone for hours, hidden in her room in the dark for over an hour while this couple was messing around in her bed, and then she would have had to discreetly left the bedroom, 
past the living room full of people to get to the front door. Perfectly logical. Easy. What? We'll do to do that. To do that. Yeah. But yeah, and actually seems really likely yeah. in, in, in the context Debunked. of this. Debunked because this girl was stoned as fuck. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? There is, there is like, absolutely stoned as a crawl. Is that the end of the story? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I actually have got a theory about this one. Well, go on. So I think that this one is one of those projections because I think although this person thought that her friend's mum was really cool about the parties, she's actually not. And her way of keeping an eye on the party is to project herself into the room. God, that seems like a lot of effort rather than just saying, no, you cannot get stoned and have sex in my house. Yeah, to learn how to astral project to be able maybe, maybe to keep an eye. Maybe she need to learn. Maybe she's just born with it. Maybe, she, maybe, maybe it's Maybelline. Maybelline. <laughs> um, but no, I think it makes perfect sense, actually, because then she still comes off as the cool mum, but she can just make sure nobody's like ruining the house. I don't know why anyone would want to be a cool mum. just going to be cool put that mom. out there. Like, what, it just seems like an awful lot of effort. And also, like, all these teenagers getting stoned and whatever in your house, maybe it's a projection of their own guilt for taking advantage of this woman's house who's working really hard and working really long hours. So maybe, maybe, whatever your name is, hot lasagna, that you need to think about how your attitude towards other people's property and how you behave in other people's property. Okay? <laughs> See, I actually think she potentially did walk past and keep the door open. I, she probably did, yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't, didn't remember. Because it sounds like she was really annoyed about the fact that that couple was in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> canoodling. I love the fact that I just used the word canoodling. <laughs> Who am I? Canoodling and she was pissed off. Maybe she secretly fancied one of the people that was but, in the room. But mm-hmm. if we take this as fact and we don't Which we de- do. And we don't debunk it. Yep. This is a story about one doppelganger appearing as two. Ah appearing as A, the mom and B, the girl kicking the door open. To different people. So what if all doppelgangers are one doppelganger? And it just depends who sees them as to who they come across as. So like a bogart a boggart. Do you remember that thing that's in the Harry Potter that's in the wardrobe? Oh, second Harry Potter reference. I know, God, I'm banging out the Harry Potter references today, aren't I? Yes. Do you know what? That, that doppelganger must have to work so hard. Like, that is not a job that I would want. But maybe it's not even... Well, maybe it's not even one. Like, maybe it's like a trick. that Like was, a ditto. Like a group of... Inter- Pokemon reference. Yeah. <laughs> Smashing it out. <laughs> like a group of these entities just do. So they're not actually attached to the people yeah to you they're actually just projecting to you as part of their plan to to stop teenage pregnancy yes (laughs) yes no i'm going away from this story i'm actually thinking about this logically so part of their plan to so are you thinking about this logically part of the life of the person that they're imitating so you're thinking about this logically um and you're basically saying that this whole doppelganger thing logically is a group of entities logically who have the ability to transform into whatever (laughs) shape they so desire in order to ruin somebody's life that's your logical explanation do you know what do you know what else was a logical explanation that was all mocked at by other people good well being round you laugh at me you don't know. I don't know if it was mocked at. It was more, mocked. I don't know if it was mocked more so disregarded. I don't know if people were um, making podcasts and being sarcastic about we'll, it. We'll talk to Callum now and see what he says. We'll have a chat. Yeah. Last story. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. This comes from I Am Not Harry Seldon on Reddit. 
would have been really up to if his name was I'm not Harry Potter because that would have been a third link. So I'd just gotten real baked. I sense a theme here at my friend's apartment, walking home in broad daylight. Down the sidewalk ahead of me, I see two young girls, instantly recognisable as Mormon missionaries. They get maybe 50 feet away from me and one of them waves and calls me by name. We meet and one of the girls gives a friendly hello, acts like she knows me. Bear in mind I'm pretty stoned so I'm trying to figure out if I know her from somewhere but she catches on that I don't recognise her and acts kind of offended. So she reminds me that we had some big long conversation on her friend's porch on such and such a street a few days prior. Now at this point in my life I smoked a lot of weed but I never drank or did anything else and going to random parties and charming pretty young blondes was completely off the menu. I was already half in love from the moment she smiled at me and I don't think I would have forgotten this long and grossing conversation that we apparently had. Now her expression I remember as I stumbled through this conversation. At first she thought I was joking and then she thought I was being mean and then she kind of looked just as confused as I was. So I suggested, well maybe it was my brother you met. She looked at me sceptically, well not unless he's your identical twin. Me and my brother look like brothers but you'd never confuse one for the other. So we awkwardly and confused parted ways. I don't remember the other girl ever saying anything. Then it dawned on my dumb, stoned brain that she knew my name. I turn around and they're a few hundred feet away. I yell, wait, how did you know my name? But they don't hear me and I foolishly couldn't muster the courage to catch up with them. That shit bugged me for weeks and I really wanted to know what we had talked about. Yeah, that's, that's weird because that's a stranger. See, that doesn't freak me out because I remember, or I remember nothing. Like, I forget everything. <laughs> and you also think you know everybody. And I, yeah, I do. Like, honestly, I, like, I don't remember meeting people. I don't remember conversations. People say to me, and they're like, do you remember that night we did this? And I'm like, no, I have no, no recollection of that night. Saying this out loud is making me wonder, like, maybe I have some sort of disease no, or it, illness. No, it, it's the it, uh, druggies. In my extreme drug use. No, that's that what, what that's no from that story. Oh yeah, from that story it is it sounds like drug use. But he could he could have logistically been at that party and not realised. But genuinely, like this happens to me all the time mm-hmm. with various things. People will tell me about conversations and I'm like, hmm. Yeah, no, don't feel like I was there for that. But this doppelganger's almost had taken on a role for this this guy in his life and is actually like doing things with people that he doesn't even know. Yeah. So all those other doppelganger stories. And using his name. So it's yeah. not like somebody who just looks really like him using so his actual name. that logical explanation has actually just been put out in the ballpark now. It's not so logical, is it? What, your logical explanation? Yeah, the yeah. one he mocked. But it could be, I think, let's go back to the original one. Let's say that doppelgangers are inherently linked to us. Yeah, so they're And tethered. they're waiting for a moment to replace us. Yeah, but I don't know if, like, chatting to a Mormon girl on a porch is a fucking grand master plan to take over somebody's life. No, but maybe this one is a more advanced one. He's already living that life in a separate location. I don't know. It just, seem, it just seems like it wouldn't really impact me, except to have weird moments every now and then. So I don't know how it's ruining somebody's life. Unless you are, like, physically going and murdering people as a doppelganger and then get that other person arrested or something like well, how yeah, many fine. people were unjustly in prison because of their doppelgangers this is a question yeah, that we but probably that, need to ask that doesn't happen as often as one might think I would imagine you know you know 
There have been a few cases where people have been arrested and wrongly convicted and look astonishingly like the person who actually Yeah, did. but what if they... Not just, I know what loads of people are... Not I know just the look like, but actually the doppelgangers. So do you think doppelgangers are real then? Well, there's some, there's some quite um, key sort of historical cases, isn't there? Like, I want to say Queen Elizabeth I. Oh, I don't know. Like, there's documented evidence that she had a doppelganger or there was a, a lady in her court that had a doppelganger. And then there's that really famous um, French primary school teacher not true it's not true that one i researched that story oh. for this episode and it's actually a fictionalized story there's no historical evidence of that woman ever we watched existing. a video about it didn't we yes we did yeah. the woman the french teacher who yeah. the kids like would see her while she was teaching the lesson and she'd also be out in the yard yeah. like picking flowers and stuff yeah no none that's not true it first appeared as a short story in a novel okay. and then kind of gathered momentum after that but there isn't any historical evidence for her ever existing there you go that's really sorry to Burst your bubble. I think Abraham Lincoln. I feel like he had a doppelganger. Yeah. I think he did. What happened to him? He got assassinated. Yeah. Like other American presidents. That I, you know, I don't, I don't think having... tragic circumstances. Yeah, lots of people die early in tragic circumstances. It doesn't mean their doppelganger doppelganger killed him. If it it was a doppelganger, then would they not have stepped into his life? They would think, you'd think they'd do it subtly. But that maybe that's because they're, we're going back to my logical explanation, when they're not actually doppelgangers they're just things that sorry are you stoned <laughs> are you stoned is this what's happening right now <laughs> i drank all of that cbd while you were upstairs oh, oh that was really not what that was intended for <laughs> okay uh, would you like to do some reviews or would you like to continue with your theory no i think that's I, that, I, i'm i'm torn between both of my perfectly logical explanations for doppelgangers so you think they're either Entities who can take the form of a human being depend on the person there to cause mayhem and death. To cause, to cause may- Nobody has died in any of these stories we just read today. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, but it's a common law, isn't it, with doppelgangers that if you see me die? Yeah, true. They're like an omen, like a mm. black dog or whatever. And what was your other theory? Uh, that they are actually there to replace you. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a poll on Twitter this week, and we'll see which theory people agree with or or it could just be no third option this is one of those two it could just be okay there's not going to be any third option fine but it could also just be that it is a case of mistaken identity no well it could be but in the last two stories this is actually a case of marijuana yeah actually a case of drug use (laughs) (laughs) and let's do some reviews are you ready yep review number one is from emily s5 favorite podcast at the moment Binge listened to all the episodes and I adore the hosts. I was listening to the episode about the Banshee at work and when they were talking about the three knocks, UPS came and banged on the door really loud three times and I nearly flew across the room. Also, I love that Emma also uses the term dropkick about children. So, so, so funny. Thanks, babes. I mean, that's also a child services case waiting. (laughs) Waiting to happen. And our second review is entitled... And it is a three-star review. Okay. From I, a, I, B, I, B Bakes, a, or A.B. Bakes, I don't know which it is. Kind of boring. <laughs> because she reads the stories too fast, runs through sentences, takes away from the stories. I know we've read this review before, but I'm actually doing the reviews chronologically and this was the next review. So I thought it was really important to put it in there. Because, you know, we value a three-star review. And I'm sorry that I read stories too fast. Well, that's all they said. Just a reverse. Yeah, what takes, about me? 
I'm not even worthy of a sentence. No, you don't even, you're not even in that three stars. Maybe I'm the two stars off, actually. Maybe, (laughs) or maybe, maybe you're the three stars and I'm the removed two stars. Yes, that is possible. I think that sounds more likely. It's possible. Because the two stars that were taken away were because of me. Yeah, because you you don't read stories, probably. No, I don't. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. And our last one comes from Mrs. Grout, who is in, what, let me try that again, who titled her podcast, her... Fuck me. <laughs> She's got a podcast about our podcast. How weird would that be? It'd be like podcast inception. Can somebody make a podcast where they review each episode of Real Life Ghost <laughs> Stories? Because I would love that. She titled her review, Love This Podcast. Great hosts, great stories, pretty creepy, could be scarier, or am I just desensitized to these things now? There have been a few listener stories that I've heard on multiple other paranormal podcasts, but I think that's my fault for listening to too many. Keep up the great podcasts and Emma and Dan, big love. Thank you so much. And actually, that is so true. So I've been listening to other podcasts. Uh, like think I know. I feel like I'm, you know, <laughs> cheating on myself. You know, um, we need to talk about ghosts. So there was an episode of We Need to Talk About Ghosts where he read a story that we, that someone had emailed us as well. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Some people just send they're so desperate for their story to be heard I think which is reasonable that they send it to loads of different podcasts and I guess in terms of like recommendations if one paranormal podcast comes up and then like you know if we come up then we need to talk about ghosts comes up and whatever 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 so that's why these things happen Hmm. isn't that interesting I always call his podcast we need to talk about Kevin because he's called Kevin and obviously that's what the play on words is because there's that book we need to talk about Kevin so he's changed it to we need to talk about ghosts but I can't make the bridge (laughs) You just you, you can't you can't do it. <laughs> so we need to talk about Kevin as far as I'm concerned. That's not what it's called. No, it really isn't. But that is a good podcast, actually. It is a good podcast, and if you would like to contact us, because we are beautiful people, the real us, not the doppelganger us, you can send us your story to Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast at gmail dot com. If you would like to talk to me on Instagram, I'm on Instagram at Real Life Ghost Stories. If you would like to talk to Dan on Instagram, he's on Instagram at... 50p Movie Club. Thank you to all my new followers that have all joined and followed me. Thanks to Emma. If you would like to talk to us on Twitter, we are at Real Ghost Pod on Twitter. If you would like to come and speak to us on Facebook, we have a Facebook group which I adore called RLGS Supergroup and you can find that on the Real Life Ghost Stories podcast Facebook page if you give us a like leave us a little review on there leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts I remember it and we would be eternally grateful if you want extra content you can get extra content on patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories where for five dollars a month you get a bonus episode weekly and for two dollars a month you can get access to 50p movie club which is a podcast by dan and will is there anything else i need to tell people ah you can follow dan on twitch you can um, I wasn't going to say anything about that actually but I will be streaming on Friday the 13th do 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 hopefully if the internet is all working by that point um, and my Twitch is Milo Skibber M-I-L-O-S-K-I-B-A fabulous anything else that we need to any other admin no no I think that's it and on that note thank you for listening and we, we shall, shall speak to you next week love you bye